0: You You are divine. divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday morning or whenever you're listening to this. Today, as we talked about a little bit in last week's episode, though you don't need to listen to it to listen to this one, I mentioned the hot girl timeline a couple of times, and I wanted to kind of just dive a little bit deeper into that concept and really just speak on the ways that I have been just changing my own life through that lens. So you're going to be so proud of me. I actually took notes for today's episode, which is something I almost never do, Um, but I feel like it will, it will keep us a little bit more on task because the ADHD with this one is real. But the first thing I want to say is I want to put almost like a disclaimer right at the front of this video or video. Who is she? This podcast, clearly I'm a content creator on multiple platforms, but I want to put a disclaimer right in front of this podcast and just say that as somebody that has been through it mentally, this episode, if you're going through it mentally, and you're not in a space where you feel like you're ready to pick up yourself in any sense of the matter, this might just not be the episode for you. Because I understand that I am never going to be able to be for everyone, like my energy, what I decide to do what I'm working with in my life. But I always do try my very best to be as inclusive as I possibly can. And especially when speaking on anything that is about like picking your life up, putting yourself back together and like, even just like being up on your shit. Like, I don't know how else to explain that. You know, sometimes you're just not in a position where you're ready to be there and that's okay. Like, it's, you know, I I spent the better part of an entire year piecing myself back together after a really difficult time. And I feel like this is kind of like the, the result of all of that is I did a lot of like deep integrative shadow work, I did a lot of mental health work. And now I'm in a place where I feel like I'm starting to like really regain energy, be the person that I actually want to be I'm acting in accordance with it or with her rather. And sometimes you're just not ready to be there. And that's okay, you know, sometimes you need more tools, sometimes you need to speak with somebody else, maybe even in the mental health care, like realm, or even in like the physical health care realm, if there's something bodily, like, basically, I'm saying all of this just to say that, if you're not in that place right now, this might just not be the episode for you. And number two, um, I never want with anything that I release to elicit shame in somebody else. If you don't feel like you're in a position where you can pick yourself up off the ground yet. And this is kind of like my energy coming back to me fully empowered after a year stretch of that. So really, I just wanted to be like diligent in expressing to y'all that I know how it feels to be on the other side of that. And If anything, I hope that this episode, if you do decide to listen and you're in that space, I hope that this episode, if anything, can also show to you that everything really does change. You don't have to be at the mercy of feeling bad about life for the rest of your life if you do, and you will come back around to yourself at some point. And again, this podcast truly has been like... an open book, like not even a letter, it's a book, an open book to the entire last year of my life. And I think those of you that have followed the podcast for this entire time can really see the transition. And yeah, basically, this is just a snapshot of where I am currently some tips, tricks and things that I'm doing to embrace the hot girl timeline. And just just Feeling good in my energy. I think there's a part of me also that feels kind of guilty feeling good because there is so much shit going on in the world. And that has been true since before 2020. There's always going to be problems in the world. There's always going to be things. There's always going to be people differentiating on opinions. There's always going to be real world things coming up. You know, that's frankly, unless we literally shift a lot and somehow make the world have more unity we are going to keep dealing with these things. And I think there's a part of me, if I could just be authentic and honest for a moment that feels guilty for feeling good during a time of such like tumultuous shit. And I think there is something to be said that it is also okay for you to feel good. Like, if you are feeling good, capitalize on that. Know that, of course, we still need to rage against the machine. We still need to rise to the occasion and be present. But also, don't feel bad if you are taking care of your energy and you are feeling good about something. Like, let yourself also feel good. I feel like so much, especially of the media, wants us to feel, like, down and troubled constantly because they get more views that way. So, I don't know. There, I feel like there's just kind of a lot tangled up in that and... I just always want to make space for people that don't feel like they're in a position where they can do that for themselves. Or I also like want to make space for anybody else that feels that same way feels that like twinge of guilt almost that comes with, Oh, there is so much suffering and I'm feeling good. But I think the other thing that we do need to say is that you feeling bad isn't going to also make you the best like helper either. Like you feeling bad constantly, that doesn't always bring you into battle for anything in life in the best way that you could show up, versus if you were feeling good. So, like you feeling bad about the suffering of the world, it is necessary. I think it's a part of human life, it's a part of the experience, it's a part of us, again, rising to that occasion. Allowing ourselves to stay educated and informed and, you know, supporting where we need to support and fighting when we need to fight. But if we're expected to be doing that 24-7, that is literally impossible. And anyways, that's where I'm at. I think I'm feeling a little bit guilty about sharing some of this stuff because it, it almost feels guilty to feel good right now when we have you know, the overturn of Roe v. Wade, when I'm filming this, this just happened. I mean, we're, we'll already be like, I think a month from that when you hear this episode, but for me, it's fresh. This just has happened. And to say that, to say that I'm outraged is an understatement, but I'm also recognizing how and where I can show up and how and where I also have to take care of myself and remove myself from the media remove myself from constantly doom scrolling. So anyways, it's just like a really honest conversation on where I'm at right now. And um, now I want to get into this topic, because I also think that though I don't ever want to remove myself from real world events, and though I don't ever want to be like, oh, you need to like escape 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 I also think that sometimes it is good to indulge in that like 40 minute podcast sometimes it is good to listen to a fantasy audiobook sometimes you know that's what I'm saying like sometimes it feels good to not go to content that is all curated around what is going on in the world and sometimes we need that escape for a time period and I feel like This episode is very much going to be more on that thread. We're not going to focus so much on the deep, heavy, and real. We're going to focus on, to me, what would be almost a lighter topic um, for me anyways in my life and what's going on. So in any case, now that I've said all of that, let's go ahead and get into this hot girl timeline. So if y'all have even spent a moment of time on TikTok in the last, I'm going to say like few months You've probably heard of the hot girl walk. So what what is that? And I also would like to offer, I think it should be the hot person walk. I don't think we need to specify it to girls only or anybody who identifies as a girl. Like it doesn't have, it could be the hot person. For my purposes, I am going to go with hot girl because I do identify as a woman. And we're talking about me and this experience. And you can change this however you see fit for yourself. But the hot girl walk is basically, I want to say it's like 10,000 steps a day, like people are making that trendy again. And it's all about like, basically looking cute in your little workout outfit and going out even if it's just in your neighborhood and basically doing like a four mile walk. And in my humble opinion, I don't think as somebody who is not an able bodied individual, I am disabled, y'all know this, I have hip and knee dysplasia. A four mile walk is a little bit too much for me, but some days I have enough energy and resources to do it. So when I can, I will, but I shoot for anywhere between like five to 8,000 steps, 8,000 being an extremely good day. Um, you know, but basically the concept is going out for your quote unquote, hot girl walk, you know, looking cute in your little workout set and going, going out and like, basically taking yourself to get a latte or something like walking to go get your latte, because you're going to do something nice for yourself. But you are also um like, you're doing good things for yourself on both ends of the spectrum. On one side of it, you're getting yourself a cute little latte, your little lavender latte, whatever it is that you like, a little bit of a self care moment. And then you're also taking care of your body physically by going on the hot girl walk. And I want to say it rounds out to be like a four mile walk, something like that. I personally, for my purposes, I do not walk to go get a latte. I don't live in a city. Um, I there might be somewhere to get coffee within a four mile radius, but your girl is also a budget friendly bougie bitch. And I just bought all the necessities to buy and make not to buy to make really, really good coffee in my house. And so I usually take my hot girl coffee with me and then I'll just go on my little hot girl walk. But the reason the hot girl timeline came into my reality as like a thought and I love when this happens because I do believe that when I want to say this is an Elizabeth Gilbert thing. But I want to say, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in her book, Big Magic. And we've talked about this before, because I love this concept that we are just hosts for creative ideas to come to us. We don't actually conceptualize creative ideas, they come to us, and they pick the best host that is going to talk about them or make them into something. And for me, the hot girl timeline Basically, you know how we talk about in the spiritual community like oh I timeline jumped or I'm getting I'm moving into my highest vibrational timeline or you know what I'm saying like we talk about timelines a lot and timeline jumping and having like concurrent lives and getting into the timeline that is most in alignment with you. And this actually came about in a way where I I feel like I first need to like really give hats off to um Hats off to my life coach for helping me to start using a like tracking sheet. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode as well. I've started using a tracking sheet that shows me what like my mood is like based on like habits that I've been creating. And when I don't do them, how is my mood? And when I do them, how is my mood basically? And there's all this data that because I fill it in every single day, I can see when I zoom out on like a weekly perspective what that looks like. And so this kind of sparked this idea of, oh, well, why don't I just like, and there was a culmination of things. It was tracking and noticing my mood and how it shifted when I didn't do the things that I actively wanted to do for myself versus when I did. And, um, I've been trying to make a new, a new vision board, I swear to you for six months, and I just have not had the energy to create it because I've had ideas of things that I've wanted to have in my life. And if you watch my mental health video that I put out on YouTube last month, you know, all about that, like how I manifested a ton of things off my vision board all at once. And I was more depressed than I've ever been in my whole life. And I think it was because I felt like I had no more goals to aspire to. I'd done everything I said I wanted to do. And That actually led me into like a whole new way of being and thinking about life, which I feel like we kind of talked about in last week's episode as well a little bit. But the other thing that I was getting at is I started to actually like write down all the things that I want and then go and search for images that correspond to those things down to like the nitty gritty detail. Like I went through body preferences for myself. I went through my dream home. I went through like Uh, collaborations I would want to do with who, what companies. I went through, um, just like, I, like, I went as far with this vision board. And if you have the tools to do it, I highly recommend because I, I mean, I also think it's important to go with whatever manifestation technique works for you, because you can use my method all you want. But if it's not a method that's really in alignment with you, then it may not be the best for you. Vision boards tend to work extremely well for me. So just keep that in mind. Like maybe for you, it's scripting and you need to get more detailed in that, right? Or like water manifesting. There's so many ways to do it. But vision boards for me tend to work extremely well almost too well. (laughs) If that's even a thing, like I'm very particular about what goes on that board, because some I've manifested shit that I didn't mean to manifest that I noticed later, I was like, Oh, it said that on my vision board, of course, I fucking manifested that. So I'm getting like very specific and so much so that I took, like pieces from my analytics, like on YouTube, and I took those images into Photoshop, and edited the numbers to be what I would like them to be. And so I can like see basically on a daily basis what I'm aiming for. And when like when doing that, I also like noticed a bunch of clothes that I'd really like to wear and something kind of hit me. And I feel like this, this is where that disclaimer really needs to come in is at this point, like, I don't claim to be the queen of body positivity. I don't claim to be the end all be all plethora of knowledge on bodies. I understand that we have a very toxic diet culture around us and constantly being fed into us, especially women, but everybody I would say across the board. Um, and I never want to be like your toxic body girly. Like that's never the vibe that I'm going for. So if I talk about anything to do with my own body please just keep in mind that I am only speaking for myself about myself. I'm not insinuating that you should do these things. I'm not telling you that this is how you should think about yourself. If anything, I would say, don't do that. And ask yourself how you feel about yourself going forward. But looking at my vision board and like looking back on like other goals or like not even the board yet. I actually haven't made the board yet. I've just gathered all the photos which took a lot of effort for me because I made all those adjustments and corrections to some photos, but um, I'm doing it on the new moon, which will have already happened by the time you hear this. But I, I, Noticed while also looking through like past goals, like goals all the way back to like 2015, I noticed the top thing on every single goal sheet that I've ever made for myself was about getting into my dream body and what that looks like for me, what is like the hottest version of myself physically and not for other people, not for a pant size, for myself. What does that look like to me? Is it a weight? Is it a pant size? Is it like for myself? What is it? And it was different, you know, throughout the years, I wrote different things. But ultimately, the thing that I concluded was that not only did I feel like I don't really not only do I feel like I don't really dress for myself or take care of myself, like working for yourself and not having your face on camera 24 seven, I might shoot videos, but y'all I could be naked and you wouldn't even know, like, unless I'm shooting my face, you see nothing else. So (laughs) my point to that is, I feel like I have all these like, pins and dreams and ideas of how I want to dress and how I want to look and how I want to articulate myself. Because that to me is what like, I love fashion. I don't know if y'all knew that about me. I'm obsessed with fashion. But for a long period of time, I don't do this now. But in the past, probably since like 2017, this changed for me. But prior to 2017, I used to not buy myself new clothes, because I would always tell myself I had to lose weight before I could buy new clothes. And then around 2017, I was like, I'm just gonna dress for the body that I have. And that really shifted a lot for me, right? I started dressing more in accordance with myself, taking care of myself more. And then somewhere during this like, depression era of Chloe Taylor that she had in 2021 through like, most of this year, I really just kind of dropped the ball on that. I like stopped wearing earrings. I stopped fixing my hair in the morning. I stopped getting dressed on a daily basis. And there's nothing wrong if you want to like lounge around in your PJs all day and you work for yourself. I say more power to you. For me, it actually does not make me feel like a good, like it makes me not feel like the best version of myself that I could be. And so taking all of this information into account, I realized that, like I said, at the top of every single one of my goal sheets from 2016, 2015 forward, and probably before that, those were just the ones I had access to quickly. I had put like dream body on my list. And I realized I'm 31 years old, and I've never achieved this. I've never achieved this. I've never gotten to a point where I feel like I can wear the clothes I want to wear, where I can look the way I want to look, where I can just exist in my body in a way that pleases me and it just really got me thinking I was like Chloe what if you just gave it your all what if what if you knew this time doing whatever you were going to do that it was going to be a real lifestyle change and that you literally were not going to fail would you still do it and my answer was yeah if I knew I wasn't going to fail I would absolutely commit to myself 100%. And for me, I basically sat down and I wrote out all of the things that I felt like would need to change in order for me to get there. What, what needed to change and how could we start working on it now? And this is when I came up with the hot girl timeline, right? Because I also had my Pinterest boards open and I was seeing like all of these beautifully put together outfits. Cause like I said, I love fashion, And I was like, man, this is like a hot girl aesthetic board. This is like, to me, peak fashion and hot, hot girl vibes. I want to be this. And I just thought to myself, like, what if we didn't just take on like hot girl walks? What if, what if I just decided? And this brings me to my first point. What if I just decided? What if it could be that easy? And I just decided that I wasn't going to fail. I was going to stop letting the thoughts coming through my head that were telling me I was going to fail. What if I just decided to stop them and say, no, not going to entertain you today or any day following. And what if I just decided to change? And I feel like sometimes it can be that easy. A lot of times it's not because it does take a lot of mental We all know, or at least I think most of us know, when we're trying to make changes to anything in our life, it is a mental battle before it is ever a physical battle. And for me, and I know a lot of y'all out there can relate to this, especially when it comes to like weight in your body and wanting to change it, for me, I have been through the diet mill so many times. I've like lost the ability I had I I don't speak that way about myself currently I have not lost my ability I have regained the ability but for a time period for a long time period I had really lost the ability to I had really lost the ability to Believe in myself, to believe that I could make a change. And I think that's honestly like a huge part of the battle. (laughs) If it is a battle, the huge part of the battle is just believing that you even can. Because if you don't believe that you can, why would you even start? And so that was the mentality I was going in with, as I was like, what if I believed that I could? What if I believed that failure wasn't even a possibility? And I mean, we already know what is failure. Failure doesn't even exist. It means that you fall down and you stay down. And we all always have control enough to not do that. But sometimes it takes a lot to pull ourselves out of that. I mean, clearly, I've been sitting in that for like 10 years, at least, at least 10 years, not believing in myself to be able to change. And... So I I just decided. I was like I'm just going to decide from right now, from this moment. Not tomorrow morning, not Monday morning, not July 1st or August 1st, right now, from this moment forward. I am now in my hot girl timeline. How would I behave if I was in my hottest girl timeline? Who would I have to become and how can I put myself in alignment with that who would I have to be? And I basically, again, came up with a list of like, these are the things I would want to change. And I also would say that like, this is why I said in the beginning of the episode, if mentally you're not in a place where you feel like you can do something like that, don't beat yourself up. I literally spent the last year of my life gaining 30 pounds, gaining 30 pounds, sitting in a depressed bubble and not anywhere near being able to pick myself up and do anything like this. So my my point to making this is never to make you feel bad about where you currently are. It's to, if anything, show you that it can be different and that it's okay if it takes time. So that was kind of thing number one, trigger number one in the best way. Good trigger was what if I just decided and I made this list and on this list, I included things like no longer drinking, right? Or at least giving up drinking in my house, no matter what. That's like my biggest rule. I've been doing that since my birthday. I don't drink in my house. Um, no drinking in my house. I will drink if I'm like at a restaurant or out somewhere. I will have like a drink. But most of my drinking was always in the house. And so I have stopped drinking in the house, period. So... I don't drink in my house. Mocktails only in the house. And um, that was like number one right there. That has made my life dramatically different because not that I think that I was ever struggling with alcoholism or like I don't ever feel like I had a problem. I hate to even say it like that, but I don't know how else to say it. I don't feel like I ever had a problem like I could stop at any time. I didn't feel like I felt pressure to drink. It just was an easy option where I could be like, oh, yeah, I could have a nightcap right now. I could also not. But like, why not? So my thing is, is when it's available to me all the time, it's very easy, especially because I love to cook. To be like, oh, we should pair a cocktail with this meal. And then before you know it, you're pairing a cocktail with almost every meal. And I don't know about y'all, but when I drink, it dramatically impairs my ability to make smart food choices. I'm not able to make good choices. I end up eating boxed macaroni and cheese at two in the morning because I'm drunk and I can't sleep, and now I just want to eat carbs. So, not that there's anything wrong with eating macaroni and cheese. I'm not demonizing carbs. I love carbs. In fact, I still consume carbs regularly. Um, For myself and my body, we love carbs in this house. But that's my thing is I'll tend to like, basically binge eat when I drink. And so I was like, you know what, we really have to start limiting the amount of alcohol that's coming into this vessel. Number one, number two, we got to bring the hot girl walk in, we're gonna start hot girl walking. And we're also going to start working out. And my, my first thought was, yeah, Chloe, two hours a day, let's work out. No, 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 no. no. That is overkill. Nobody needs to be doing that. That's no, no, no. I realized literally on day one that I needed to just slow my roll and that I was being a little bit too intense. And now I do about 30 minutes in the morning. And we're going to get to that with another point in here. But I do about 30 minutes in the morning. It's a good time. And then later in the evening when it's cooler outside, because it's been really hot here, I'll go on a quote unquote hot girl walk for maybe another like 15 to 30 minutes. So in total, I'm getting anywhere from 45 minutes of exercise to an hour of exercise a day. And... Um, So far, I actually have not taken a rest day on that. But not because I feel like I have to keep pushing myself. I just haven't really actually thought about it. Like there's never been a point in time where I've been like, oh, I'm really tired. I should take a rest. Um, It's actually just felt really good to move my body. And so, yeah, I feel like I just decided basically to make these changes. And I started tracking them and creating. And this leads me into... I don't want to talk about habits yet. I first want to really talk about how I was able to get my mind there because this actually comes from, and I'm sure so many of you, if you love self help, you've already heard about this book, but maybe you haven't. I will link it down below for you. The book Atomic Habits by James Clear. This book, I read it, I want to say in like January of this year, I read it. And James Clear in Atomic Habits basically talks about the concept that when you want to make a change in your life, you need to become that change it's you don't want to just say like like the example that he gives I'll give to you and I think I've actually mentioned this on the podcast before but it's such a great concept when you're trying to make any kind of habit change in your life that I think that this piece alone out of this whole podcast could dramatically change your life if you just implemented it so basically the example that James Clear gives is you need to become the change that you want not just say that you're doing it become it And he gives the example of somebody who is trying to quit smoking he says that person A, let's say person A is trying to quit smoking and person B is trying to quit smoking. Person A doesn't become, they just are trying, right? And so they're offered a cigarette, let's say. And, you know, somebody offers person A a cigarette and they say, oh, no, no, thank you. I'm trying to stop smoking. Um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm really trying to put the kibosh on this. I don't, I don't want to, No, thank you. And then they offer a cigarette to person B, who has become the change. And their response, person B would say, actually, I don't smoke. So that's like the subtle difference, basically, in becoming what you are trying to become or who you're trying to be, you actually have to, even in the way that you speak about it to people, become that version of yourself. It's not, oh, I'm trying not to quit. It's, oh, actually, I don't smoke or actually, I don't drink or, um, you know, maybe for me, because I've started working out now where I was previously very sedentary. Uh, I'll say, you know, oh, I work out, And this actually works even when I'm not talking to somebody else because I have implemented this into my hot girl timeline because I've decided that I'm in – I am in the hottest version of myself timeline that um, like even in the morning – when I don't really feel like getting on my bike, if there's ever a a moment where I don't feel like it, I tell myself, Oh, but Chloe, this is something you do. Like this is totally normal. This is so part of your morning routine. Like your morning is going to feel so incomplete. If you don't do this, like girl, get on it. What are you doing? Literally every single time it has gotten me on that bike. And I've been like, Oh, yeah, this is totally normal. This is what I do. And it already feels like a consistent part of my day even just within the first like week or so. So loving that for me. So become it, just decide and then become it. It's not a, oh, I'm trying this thing. It's no, I do and I am and I have this. So, um, and I could start like, this is just like my intro to the changes I'm making. I had a longer list of things, but I'm trying not to overwhelm myself with change because I think that's also another thing that we get caught up in when we're trying to make changes for our life is we'll try to change everything at once and that ends up hurting us in the long run because you've made so many changes that your brain is freaking out. All the change feels unsafe now and it's just not a possibility. It it can cause like a lot of anxiety, a lot of unsettling feelings. It can make you feel like it's almost dangerous because you have gone so far out of your comfort zone. And that works for some people. Like, gosh, I think it was that book... um, can't hurt me by david goggins i actually did not finish that book because to me i know a lot of people love that book but for me i feel like we don't have to brute force our entire life and that's what that book is all about is like brute force mentality and i didn't even finish the book i think i got like halfway through and i was like you know this book is just a little too masculine and strict for me and i don't think that's my vibe so um You know, for some people that brute force mentality works for me, it does not. And I'm choosing to take things at a slower pace. So just changing a few things. Now I want to talk a little bit about like the actual habits of this hot girl timeline that I'm working with that I'm doing to bring my physical vessel to a place where I feel hot. And I also want to remind y'all actually, before we move into that next little bit about like the habits is When you're becoming that person, it's also very important to treat yourself that way. So like not just saying it to other people in the morning when I go and like put my eye patches on, um, under my like eye jellies that I like to do, y'all have seen them on my Instagram. I also talked about them in my favorites video on YouTube last month, two months ago. Um, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned them, but I'll put like my eye jellies on, brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, do all that stuff. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm not avoiding eye contact with myself. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm even if I don't feel it, I am reminding myself how beautiful I am just the way that I am right now, that I am the hottest version of myself, that I am in my hot girl timeline, that I am more in alignment with my hot girl timeline than I have ever been before, that this is where I exist now. And I shit you not. It does something to my brain in a good way. Like, Just the other day, I went out to a fireworks show in a like town close to mine was hosting one. It was incredible. By the way, Pacific Northwest does fireworks like I've never seen. They were so fucking cool. They had fireworks that I had never seen before. I was like, whoa, this technology. When did we get this? But I had on this really cute little romper, my sunnies. I didn't wear any makeup and I barely touched my hair. But literally like two people complimented me and they were like, dang, you look good, Chloe. Nothing had changed. I was I wasn't even wearing makeup, like nothing to accentuate the way that I looked other than carrying the energy that I am in my hottest timeline. And I did have like a cute outfit on but like treating myself that way by dressing that way dressing the part, but also people pick up on that energy when you're exuding it. So I just wanted to add, like, when you're becoming that person, if it is about your body for you, if it is about being the hottest version of yourself for you, maybe it's something totally different that you're wanting to implement. But if it is, remember, you have to be nice to yourself, you have to like, when you look in the mirror in the morning, don't avoid eye contact with yourself. You know, let yourself bask in how great and wonderful you are. And this is coming from someone that prior to like the last few weeks, I had gotten on the scale and I am like the fattest I've ever been in my life. And I am finding ways every single day to find love for the vessel that I have when I have been extremely conditioned to hate every inch of my body. And I know that a lot of us experience this. I know that I'm not alone in this. It's very common to have a lot of bodily hatred and... I promise that you don't have to, you don't have to pack up and live there. You can decide to do things differently, even if you need to get a little bit more help to do it, or it takes time, a little more effort, it, you can do it. You can shift the way that you think about yourself. And that was just like, I guess the last thing I wanted to say in that category is like, just remember that it's not just dressing the part or saying things to yourself you also have to like get to a point where you also know that you are the hottest version of yourself right now and that might take some time to get there but it's doable um And like do things that make you feel it, you know, like if there's like an outfit that you really want, but you feel like you kept it away from yourself because you look a certain way buy the outfit now and just buy it in the size that you're in now. That's something else that I cannot recommend enough. Because I used to live by the mentality that I wouldn't buy myself new clothes until I dropped like 50 pounds. And It ended up that I had a bunch of clothes that I hated and I hated putting clothes on myself because I never felt like I looked good because I wasn't loving the body that I currently have. And so like, it's very important that you don't hold back on yourself like that. Like, it's okay, even if you are in the process of changing things, it's okay to like, get a couple new shirts here and there, buy yourself a new bra, maybe a singular pair of pants that's a little bit more versatile, you know, I totally understand not wanting to be wasteful or spend a bunch of money. But I think it's important, even if you just have like a couple of things here and there, you know, to like, even if it was just one outfit that made you feel really good. It's really important. It does something good for your brain, I'm telling you. So let's focus on the habits now. So the first thing for me is what I was talking about with looping the habits in that you're trying to change. So for me, being in my hottest girl timeline, the biggest thing for me was moving out of a sedentary lifestyle. Because my entire, my entire adult life, aside from like, one brief period, I think in 2019, I have been a relatively sedentary person. Like I've worked in office jobs before the job that I have now, extremely sedentary. Like, I would maybe walk like, with my step counter, I would maybe walk like, 1500 steps a day, which I know for some of y'all that could seem like a lot. And I'm not trying to judge you. I am giving my own metrics for myself. For me, that was not very much. And that would just be like walking around my house, right? Walking to like get up to go to the bathroom, things like that. So when it comes to replacing or looping in the looping in new habits, for me, exercise was one of the most important things that I wanted to do. Because I feel like my body, like, not even just my body, but my mental health is so much improved when I move my body. And I see it, I have the data to prove it, like, with track my tracking sheets that I have, like, I can prove it, that My mental health is way, 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 way better when I'm actually taking care of myself and moving my body. So that was my biggest thing is like, how can I start putting workouts into my life that are convenient, that are easy, that are enjoyable? How can I do that? And I have an exercise bike. I am lucky enough to have one that I purchased during the panty in, I mean we're still in the panty, but during the height of the panty in 2020, I purchased a bike because I was like freaking out about being too sedentary, even though literally I was sedentary before that. Um, and I will link my bike down below too, if any of y'all are like interested in something that's good, that's like not a Peloton. Um, my bike is also a recumbent bike. So you don't have like that really uncomfortable bike seat you actually have like a full seat and it's easier on your back it's not like i feel like regular bikes i'm disabled so recumbent bike is the only thing i can ride and it's just like a stationary bike that sits in my house and i use it currently every single day so um great bike it has like multiple profiles too so my husband has his own profile on it and it's not as expensive as a peloton but i feel like it's like really nice so high quality piece of machinery cannot recommend it enough but um I realized that like, I have this bike that's literally in my bedroom. So I can walk from my bed to this bike and just go for it. I usually don't wear shoes when I ride my recumbent bike. I don't know if that's bad for my feet. I feel fine. So I think it's okay. Like I literally will sometimes work out in my pajamas. And you know, whatever works, whatever gets your hot girl workout on. So um, I'll do that like 30 minute workout. But the thing is, It's easiest to create these new habits when you loop them into existing habits. So for me, my existing habits right now, I, when I wake up, The first thing I do is go to the bathroom, you know, like most of us, I feel like go to the bathroom, relieve myself, uh, brush my teeth, put my eye patches on. And usually from there, I would go and like make breakfast or read my tarot cards or something like that. I have fit my bike ride in right there. Instead, I go to my bike, I take my iPad with me. Uh, Sometimes I'll take my phone and that's the time period where I'll respond to text messages or Um, Maybe I'll use social media that day because it's something that's like, it keeps me busy. I'm the kind of person I don't know about y'all. But when I'm working out, if it's boring, I'm bored. And I have to have something visually stimulating in order to get me to be there and want to do it. (laughs) And I feel like whatever's going to get you there, like do that. Um Also, if I'm having a particularly slow morning, I will go into my kitchen and make like a matcha or something with like light caffeine just to kind of get me going. Not every morning. Most mornings I try to just do water and I'll put like some ice in my I have like a 40 ounce cup that I try to fill up at least twice a day. And in the morning I'll go and put ice in that cup and um, just have that next to me. But if I need a little oomph to my day, I'll have some matcha, sometimes coffee, but I try not to have coffee until I like actually want to sit down and like get to work or something or go on my hot girl walk later. Maybe I'll have some coffee. Um, I try not to do coffee first thing in the morning because I'm already kind of caffeine sensitive. And I also only allow myself one cup of coffee a day. So I really like to savor it. (laughs) Um, but in any case, I get on the bike I do my 30 minutes either I I can't do audiobooks that's too boring for me um, I could do audiobooks if I'm walking outside but just sitting in my house on a stationary bike I genuinely have to have something visually stimulating um, I'll watch like my YouTube queue if I haven't done that in a while um, sometimes I'll do courses. Like if I've bought courses, I'll watch coursework. Recently, I've been doing Mia Magic's Richie Witch, and that's been really nice in the morning. Um. Um, I try to do things that are more uplifting. I try not to like look at a bunch of sad shit in the morning. So I mostly try to avoid social media, but periodically I will use it in the morning. Um, or I'll just sit and respond to my friends. Like I'll respond to text messages, things like that. Because again, the bike is a recumbent bike. So I'm sitting, I'm not having to like focus so much on balance or anything. I'm able to just sit and then I can use my hands for whatever while my legs are doing the work. So it's really like a legs and like lower ab workout. But that for 30 minutes is what I do. And then that like loops that into my morning routine. After that, I'm usually really hungry. So I'll go make breakfast, make sure that I'm feeding myself. And lately, I haven't been reading my cards or journaling or like meditating. I haven't really wanted to just be still. And I can do that more in like the evening, but lately I haven't been doing a ton of that in the morning. But that's been just like my typical routine is right in the morning doing a few of those self-care tasks, getting on the bike and then going for breakfast and then going to my kitchen for breakfast. And then I will immediately get into like a four hour work block and excuse me that has worked out really well for me. I feel like I've looped it into habits that have already existed for me and it's made me able to keep it up. And then the other thing I want to say about habits that if you're trying to like get into your hot girl timeline or whatever it is, is when you are trying to create new habits, you often have to get rid of the old habits, like the habits that go against this new habit And I think the most important thing that we have to remember when we are trying to get rid of an old habit, like for me, not drinking at home, right? That's something that was a very conscious habit. I wouldn't even call that an unconscious habit. It was very conscious. It was a very conscious habit that I was constantly ingraining, especially from like September of last year until like most of through most of this year. um, I had just been like consistently drinking at home all the time. And so... The thing I wanted to mention for this is like, if you have any habits that you're trying to create, and you have habits that are contradicting the new habit, you've got to find replacements. So for me, I used to be that bitch that was like, I only drink water, I don't want to drink my calories, blah, 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 blah. In order for me to not drink and reach for alcohol constantly, I have to let myself drink beverages that I like. It can't just be water. And don't get me wrong. I love a LaCroix. I love a coffee. I love a matcha. Um, But I also have invested in, um, I really love Olipop. That's like probably my favorite soda right now. It's a probiotic type soda. And the root beer is the best flavor. Root beer, hands down, best flavor. Um, I have like one of those instead of drinking at night. And I also recently have started making mocktails. Why didn't anybody tell me that mocktails were so fucking good? I had no idea that you could make drinks that taste like alcoholic drinks that are not alcoholic. Um, Recently, I made this margarita. I shit you not, it tasted like alcohol and all. It tasted like a margarita, even though there was no alcohol in it. And the trick, this is going to sound super weird. The trick is pickle juice. That's what gives this like the alcoholic taste. So hear me out. For one drink, um, we doubled it because my husband and I both had one. But for I'm going to give you the recipe for one drink. So get your pen and paper or like come back to the snippet of the podcast if you want it. You... Lime and salt to rim of a cup, right? With some kosher salt. That's your like salty margarita rim. Then into the glass, you do 1.5 ounces of fresh squeezed lime juice. Um, one ounce of lemon juice. I want to say I actually did half an ounce of lemon juice, but it was like half an ounce to an ounce of lemon juice. Um A drizzle of agave. Sorry, my nose is a little stuffy today. Um, A drizzle of agave nectar. Um, And that's just like to taste. I just kind of put whatever I wanted in mine. A little bit of agave nectar. Ice. A couple of ice cubes. Um... And then I used a tablespoon of pickle juice per drink. And that to me was perfect. And then you mix that up, like take a little spoon, fork, whatever, mix it up in the cup. You could also shake it, but I just think that it's easier to not make more dishes. Do that. And then over the top of the drink, you pour in um, not club soda, it's tonic water. So the tonic water that has like quinine in it, you pour that over the top. I shit you not. It tasted like an alcoholic margarita. And a, a weak one for sure. Definitely not like something you would have made yourself at home, even though you did. It tastes like a weak ass margarita, but it's there. It tastes like you're drinking a margarita. And I was honestly kind of blown away. I don't know why nobody told me that there is a total world of of mocktails, and they're actually good. So that's actually something I want to continue to work on is like creating more mocktails at home. And I just feel like this is like such a little side story. But I feel like my entire adult life, I've always been and I think a lot of us have been we're all sold on this idea that drinking is like super fun, and we should all do it. And don't get me wrong. I think if you want to drink, that's totally your prerogative. But for me, when I drink, I notice that I just don't make choices that I love for myself, especially. Especially when it comes to my own health. I feel like I'm more likely to not work out because I have a headache the next day. I'm more sluggish. I don't feel good. Not to mention, I am not gluten in I'm not gluten resistant. Like I don't have celiac, but I am gluten sensitive. And I used to love beer. A bitch used to love beer. I have gotten to the point where I can't even drink beer anymore. It makes me feel all puffy and yucky and inflamed. And I think it's because of all the gluten. And yeah, I just, I'm not trying to be that boring ass bitch. That's here to tell you like, try a mocktail, but actually try a mocktail, try it out and see how it makes you feel. Because I actually feel like, It was such a nice experience. Like I'm thinking about it now as I've been talking to you about it. And I'm like, dang, after I film this episode, I'm going to go make a mocktail because it sounds really good right now. I'm going to go make myself a it's fucking hot in Washington right now. And I'm probably not going to stop talking about it until it cools off. But a mocktail sounds so choice right now. I think I'm going to make one as soon as I'm done with this episode. But just try it. Try it. I don't know how you're going to tell me what you think because I currently have my Instagram DMs closed because I'm tired of people telling me about the scammer accounts when I tell them constantly just to report and block. Um, there's literally nothing I can do about them. But yeah, those are like my two things. Finding habits that can replace the ones that are going against the habits you would like to create and looping the new habits into existing ones doing what is called habit stacking. And if you want more information on stuff like this, I really would recommend that book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I feel like he really puts it into perspective how habits are made and why we do the things that we do, how we create new ways of being. And I haven't read the book since January, but obviously it made a lasting impression because I'm still talking about it. But Yeah, I have just decided, y'all. I'm in my hottest girl timeline, and I'm honestly just like really, really proud of myself. Like, if I could say anything in closing for this episode, y'all have really been through the trenches with me of everything for the last year, and I genuinely feel so good and so at peace at this current time. I feel like I'm in my hot girl timeline, and it's not just like body physically hot girl I feel like mentally I feel good I feel like I have clarity I feel like my reality really is showing me what I'm creating currently and this hasn't happened in such a long time for me that it's it feels good it feels good it feels good to feel good and I'm really proud of myself for everything that I've been able to start back up for myself because again as we talked about in the beginning I've been there I've been in that situation where you do not want to change anything or you don't feel like you have the energy or I'm in my case, I was clinically depressed and super, 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 super anxious and hypervigilant and just not like honestly a shell of myself. And now I feel so much more. I feel so much closer to I don't want to say the person I used to be. Because I don't know that I'll ever be able to be that version of myself again. And I think it's a good thing. Like, I've evolved, I've changed, I've progressed as a person. And I don't think I'll ever be able to revert back to who I used to be. But I think I'm closer to that person, to that highly optimistic, driven individual than I have been in like a year. And that feels really good. So, thank you for coming to my TED talk about Hawkgirl Timeline. I hope that you will take any of the pieces that I've said and you know, if they're useful to you, use them. If not, discard them and Also, don't be afraid to redefine what the hot girl timeline looks like for you or the hot person timeline. Don't be afraid to redefine what that is for you. Because maybe for you, it's not about your physical vessel at all. Maybe it's more about like, the external and what you want to have and create in your life. You know, it doesn't have to be secluded to a bodily figure. That's just something for me that is a goal I have never in my life accomplished prior to this hot girl timeline. So it's a goal that I really want to see come to fruition. And ah, actually, there is one more thing I want to say. I'm sorry. I thought we were I thought we were closing the episode, but we're not. Um, if I could say anything else about this too, just for myself, even and like the future version of myself that might listen to this. This isn't about getting this is like something that I feel like my own mental health breakdown gave to me as a gift. Because I do believe that there are Blessings and lessons that came from that situation. And one of them is that I've really realized that I don't need to control outcomes anymore. And it's so much more important. And I think we talked about this in the last episode. It's so much more important to create a lifestyle that you're happy and proud of right now instead of trying to make it to a goal way off in the future. And that doesn't mean. That you don't try to achieve something in the future, but really fall in love with the now. Because in my experience, I got to the future, celebrated it for a moment, and then was devastated. So that really gave me this, like, how can I make myself my hottest version today? And that's like, to me, what this entire episode is really about is it's about changing the daily habits, changing the daily focus, changing who you are Because if I already am the hottest version of myself, I do behave differently. Even just within a few, like, literally, I think it's been like a week and a half, I behave differently. I don't like, I actually take the time to like fix my hair in the morning, I put on an outfit that makes me feel good based on the weather that day, I get myself my little hot girl drink, you know, I'm gonna go make myself a little hot girl mocktail. I do things that I love for myself. I don't just sit and restrict all of these things and tell myself, oh, I'll have and do that when I hit my goal. You know, I'll buy myself a new outfit when I hit the goal of my body. I'll start um, buying expensive wine when I make a certain amount of money. You know, obviously, I'm not drinking wine right now, unless it's out of the house. But that's what I mean. Like, Give to yourself in the ways that you can in the now. Don't wait until you've accomplished the thing to start being that person. Be the person now. And that works in anything that you want to do in life. Now, obviously, there are some things that are going to be difficult. Like you want to be somebody that's like a billionaire living in a mansion, driving a really nice car, and you don't have any of those things. Ask yourself what those people would do in your shoes if they were you how would they carry themselves in a day-to-day setting and that's really the energy that i've connected with so i make more space for myself i also really like this one was huge for me but i've stopped like immediately responding to people's text messages because for me i get really anxious if i let people sit and i've realized that that's like something that the hottest version of me, mentally, physically, etc, would not do. I would not sit in stress about is this person going to be mad at me if I take the time that I design for me before I respond to them? Or is it okay to let somebody sit there for 48 hours and come back to them when I feel ready, especially if the matter isn't urgent or important. And not to say that like people in my life aren't important. It just previous versions of myself I would get so anxious if I let somebody sit on red for even a couple of hours and it would lead me into anxiety spirals and now sometimes I need to just not respond to people all weekend sometimes I need to just step away from my phone for two three four days and I don't necessarily have to tell anybody that I'm doing that now obviously like you know my husband's my editor I gotta communicate with him my my bestie is my podcast editor if it's like work related I gotta respond like it's you know I'm still making sure that things are getting done and taken care of but my point is that you know sometimes like I would I was that person previously that would drop my whole life just to make sure that I was always catering to every other person in my life and that's something that it's definitely still a work in progress but I'm really proud of the progress I've made I have forced myself to create boundaries without having to even tell other people I'm creating them. I have just started to implement them and say, you know what, right now, I don't have the space to talk about this, or I don't have the space for A, B, and C. And, you know, I'll respond to that tomorrow or in a couple of days. Again, obviously, sometimes there could be urgency to something. And maybe I would say I don't have the space. But I feel like, I don't even know where that happened in my life because I grew up without a cell phone, but somewhere in the time that I got a cell phone up until now, I became very anxious if I didn't always respond to people right away. And in turn, it would make me mad when people would constantly text me because I felt this obligation that I now have to sit and respond to everybody every single day. And actually I don't. So that's just like another little tidbit on the hot girl timeline that I feel like that's part of this for me. Mentally, I am making changes that are more in alignment with me, even when they're a little bit scary. Because <laughs> that's that's something that is a little bit scary for me. It definitely comes from like a core abandonment wound for sure. But in any case, I have rambled on for a very long time. I hope this episode gave you something to just even consider for your own life. It gave you something like helpful or inspiring. That's always where I'm trying to come from. And I love you so much pumpkin. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.